everybody. Welcome to another episode of Five Movie Madness, the podcast where ducks fly together. I'm your host, Matt Jansen, and with me, as always, is Corey. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. And Joe. I want you to do whatever Captain Insano does to the bad guys. Wow, Mr. Coach Klein, I hope that makes a little sense. Uh, if you haven't guessed it by now, this week's episode of Five Movie Madness, we are doing the top five coaches in sports movies. Sports movie coaches. Coaches in sports movies. Fictional that are movie fictional. Medica. That are fictional, yes. There will be no Herb Brooks. There will be no Herman Boone. There will be no Dick Vermeil. <laughs> we are strictly going fictional. Because if we went for real life coaches, I think by default they would have to make the list. And that would be a pretty boring I, yeah, episode. I, yeah. I think that it would end up just being a list of real coaches with, like, maybe a fictional one thrown in there. Like, each of us would have, like, one, maybe two tops. I probably still would have gone all fictional if we included all coaches. Really? Yeah. The chatter around the water cooler at work when I brought it up, everyone said, like, oh, Herb Brooks, Miracle on Ice. So I was like, yeah, well, it's not the case. He's real. Would, would have been my number one. <laughs> probably. I've never seen the movie, and it probably still would have been really? my five. I probably would have been like, I guess the internet wants this. <laughs> All right. Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. I took this list quite literally. Sports movies are like this, like my favorite genre of movie, if you even want to call it a genre. I've seen so many of them. And, yeah, I was like breaking down whether Coach like recruited somebody to get good, if he didn't like really do anything. Like I hate it when like the town outcast joins the team and all of a sudden they're really good because you really do any coaching there. You just kind of like signed a guy. It's more of like a general manager position than a coach. So I took it a little, little literal. Did you have like a so, giant uh, whiteboard? No, I, I had a li- I had a list going. And then like when we, f- f- it was firm, we were only doing fictional coaches. Then I had to like readjust. Cross everything off. And then like I had a really tough time coming up with the fifth one. Okay. Really tough. Yeah, time. you said you had like ten people vying for that spot. Yeah, but I, like they all had, they all had flaws. That was that was yeah, the yeah. thing. Like, ah, uh, no, you you just you're not gonna because they're not real people. List. <laughs> you love them anyway. You love them that's despite it. the yeah, flaws. That's true. Lambeau real like the movie is great. Yeah. Well, that was funny when I told my dad we were doing that. He Lambo Fields was the <laughs> first coach. He said, <laughs> "Might be the greatest coach name in movie yeah. history." But somebody's getting sued. <laughs> But that's not the list we did. Mm-mm. All right, let's uh, get into it then. So the show works. Uh, we have each created individual top five lists, which we will be revealed to you now. There will be a round of five, four, three, and so on. And if a movie appears on multiple lists, uh, we're going to table that conversation to a later part of the show. This, in this case, we're not repeating ourselves over and over again. So without further ado, Joe... What is your number five? Or who is your number five, I should say? That's fair. Uh, yeah, coming up this list was difficult. I have a lot was of it? things that are sports, but aren't sports. Like, we'll, we'll see. But my, my number five is Chubbs Peterson from Happy Gilmore. That's my number five. Yeah, Corey. All right. <laughs> I had, I, I, I fought with this one a lot myself for the same reason. Like, do you call him a coach? Um, I ultimately went with yes. I I did, but you know what? I've also been taking golf lessons. I'm like, this dude's coaching me how to play. Like, he's I, I didn't know how to play, 
and now I do. Like he's right. literally coaching me how to, how to play this sport. All in the hips. Believe it or not, I'm not allowed to move my hips. He tells me to stop moving my hips. He's a bad coach. No, it's rotation, not movement. Mm. It's got to loosen up, though. Yeah. He definitely counts as a coach. Um, didn't really. There's a fine line between like coach and trainer, so I was just like, yeah. No, I works. I would consider it. I mean, you know, if you're teaching someone to play, giving them advice yeah, yeah. while they're playing, that's, that's, that, that's fine. That's where I landed on it too. Cer- certainly counts. Didn't really enter the conversation for me. Um, I, I figured. He's fine. I mean, he, he gives teaches, happy yeah. a short game. He's just happy about his happy place. <laughs> that's it. Because that was all mental. Because he, he could already drive 400 yards, which is insane. So that's why he's at number five because he didn't have quite as much work to do. He only had to improve his short game because the long game was but, solid. But like, it does take a special type of coach to see the flaws in a game and still think that there's enough potential there to be worth going in and and trying, right? Definitely. Like, Happy Gilmore was perfectly fine just being okay. He was making enough money being okay to to do what he needed to do. So for Chubbs to be like, no, no, but you can be better and we can make you better. I mean, I think that was a smart... I mean, I think that, that like there's a, a bit of talent acquisition there that's like, okay. He crafted like, the game to his to his player. Like he gave him yeah. the... The putter modified as a hockey stick. Perfect. Fair enough. Um, yeah, and Happy doesn't win the tournament without him, right? So even though Definitely Chubbs not, isn't no. necessarily there for it, he like channers his inner in Chubbs Peterson yep. in order to ultimately win the gold jacket. Gold jacket, green jacket, who gives a shit, right? <laughs> <laughs> they tiptoe so many lines in them. <laughs> for some reason, one of my arms is just a little bit longer than the other. It's <laughs> a funny movie. Yes, it is. People consider it a hockey movie too. Man, I, I just—it's a hockey God, movie for like the first a... ten minutes. Barely. Yeah. Barely. He likes hockey. Yeah. He plays hockey in one scene. That's a golf movie. <laughs> it's a thousand percent. Is it a the best golf, golf movie? movie? Caddyshack for me. Oh yeah, Caddyshack. Caddyshack probably probably that. Yeah, Caddyshack probably Caddyshack. Yeah. It's it's really close though. There. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's a gem. That might be Adam Sandler's finest work. It's up there. Certainly, young Sandler, right? Yeah. Better than yeah, the Netflix crap pretty... that comes out with now. Oh, for sure. <laughs> uh, there's a pretty big drop off between, like, Happy Gilmore, Caddyshack, and then Legend of Bagger everything. Vance. Yeah, like Legend of Bagger Vance. Tin and... Cup. Uh, What's the Shia LaBeouf one? Oh, the greatest game ever played. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty good. I actually. saw that in theaters. I don't it was think okay. I've seen that one. Yeah, I don't think I've seen that one. That's on Disney Plus. Francis, we met. Mm. All right, so Joe's Joe's number five. Corey had the same number five, which brings us to my number five. Uh, It's Frank Campana from the movie Warrior. Have you seen Warrior? So Warrior has Tom Hardy in it. It's a UFC movie, Ultimate Fighting. Um, Two brothers are competing in a tournament. There's a pullback. So if you haven't seen Warrior, it's almost like a modern-day Rocky, so to speak. It really explores the relationship. It's more than a sports movie. Sports, sports is a big part of it. Kurt Angle's in it. Plays a uh, plays like the favorite in the in the tournament. But uh, Frank Campana, um, he coaches Brandon. Uh, so Brandon, his character arc, he used to be a fighter. Then he became a teacher. His dad, his daughter had health problems, so he's trying to get extra money. So he's doing like underground fighting, 
and um, it gets leaked out and eventually loses his job. So then he uh, joins this like gym and uh, Frank Campana is like the lead trainer at the gym. And there's like this tournament where like the winner gets like, I, I forgot what the prize amount, but it's a significant amount of money. And their top fighter has a leg injury and can't compete. So Brandon steps in, but there just is this one scene that like makes it for it with, uh, with Frank in it. It's um, he's fighting like the favorite guy and he's hanging on. He's kind of holding his own, but he, he's, he's getting beat. And he, he, Frank just gives this awesome speech. If you haven't seen it, definitely YouTube it. It's it's the Koba fight scene, and uh, it's really uplifting and powerful. It's like believing in your guy. It's just it's just really good. Definitely a movie you two should see. You both love it. I'm Absolutely, sure. Would, yeah. Definitely I'm, in my wheelhouse. Maybe I don't maybe like, this weekend. Check it out. I don't like Ultimate Fight MMA. It's not it's not really my thing. Same. I can't really get into it. But it's like a really good movie. Good cast. Nick Nolte's in it also. Um, they didn't market it right. It should have been bigger than it was. But uh, I think I remember yeah, def- seeing like weird like YouTube or IMDb ads or something for this. It's a fun one for sure. And yeah, I kind of thought of him late and snuck him in there because I had a lot of trouble coming up with my uh, top five here. So well, you did it. I'm proud of you. Yeah, number five, Frank Campana from the movie Warrior. We're definitely talking about at least six coaches now. That's that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Be a pretty boring show oh, yeah, otherwise. Yeah. Uh, Joe, what's your number four? My number four, believe it or not, I kind of wanted to put him higher, but because it's kind of a stupid pick, he's at number four. My number four is Patches O'Houlihan. Did you steal my list, Joe? Oh my gosh. Apparently. Is, is he also your number four, Corey? He's my number four. Yeah. <laughs> this is awesome. Can you imagine if we have an identical list? That, that'll never happen again, so... That's, we just made history if that happens. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's talk about Patches. Yeah, Patches O'Houlihan, baby. <laughs> He's an excellent coach. He really knows how to bring out the strength of his players. He does, yes. It's just ironic that your both your fives and fours did not coach their team or player in like the championship That's game. That's true. They, they <laughs> both <laughs> die post, before the end of the movie. <laughs> before, I, but at the same time, isn't that all, like... To speaking to like the quality of the coaching, like they were it's true. They didn't even came in like rally the troops in the final match. Yeah, like they don't have they don't have that luxury. Like they 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 don't have that luxury of being alive. The... <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> too shy. Crushed by a but... ten or a five ton something of irony. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's um, Padgett O'Houlihan. I think for me, on top of being really good at teaching a bunch of people who have no idea how to play dodgeball, how to play dodgeball at a competitive level. It's nice to have somebody who's that deeply flawed, but you still kind of care about, because that man is deeply, deeply flawed. Oh, he's the, he's a little, kind of, little bit of a disturbed individual at this point in his life. Yeah. He drinks his own urine because it's sterile. He likes the, the taste. taste. <laughs> he doesn't have to though. Is it, is it necessary? No. <laughs> but it does it. <laughs> yeah, it's deeply flawed, and and I mean it's it's funny and. The flawed nature of the character brings out a lot of extra humor that may not have been there if it was a more straight character playing the coach, right? Or if they were trying to just fight through learning how to play the sport. Like, having a really famous guy who's that wild and disturbed, is it brings out unique comedy moments. Yeah, that movie doesn't work if they have, like, a straight man for a coach. 
Well, yeah, it's a comedy. Yeah. You need you need a comic figure to be your it coach. It would be so out of place if he was just like, let's get the basic fundamentals of dodgeball, guys. From, for, it's from a, taking the sports angle. Controversial training methods, but certainly effective. But damn it, they get results. They, they sure do get results. Um, Gordy gets angry. I, I mean, that was like... A, that was like his whole thing. He teaches Justin how to like dodge a ball, like, and that that came up huge in the championship game. I am gonna poke a little bit some holes in it, even though there's not a lot with patches of Hooligan. He was in consideration for my number five. If Christine doesn't join the team, they don't get out of like the first round, and they, he didn't teach her anything. She could already throw. Well, we don't. So, we don't know that. We don't know how they would have done without her. I. They need they need her. She's the only one that can throw besides Peter. Like it's it's pretty it's like abundantly clear. Steve the pirate might be the best player on their team. <laughs> he was at one point, but they had that they didn't vote on it yet. So that's true. Technically, we don't know. Any, it could be any one of us. <laughs> yeah. uh, such a good movie. I'm glad we're talking really about is. it in like a couple of weeks of the last time we talked about it. No, I love dodgeball. It's it's a, it's a really. I mean, it made one of our other lists. So true yeah, yeah. still love it it's a Corey okay. good pick. this is crazy all right so Corey did his number four because it's the same as joe's number four which brings us to my number four connor o'neill from hardball played by keanu reeves i've never seen that movie or at least i've seen, seen like right. 20 minutes of it okay two for two i assure you you've seen the top three on my list so Corey, ever <laughs> see hardball uh, I watched the first half of Hardball and then fell asleep. Okay. Embar- <laughs> embarrassing statement on me. I apologize. That's, that's fine. So, Connor O'Neill, this is based on a true story, but the names are different, so I'm going to count it anyway. Okay. Well, Connor O'Neill is not a person, right? No, it, it's like Connor Murphy that okay, changed yeah, yeah, the last Close name. enough. Yeah, exactly. I, I purposely kept somebody off my list because of this exact situation but i mean I, I still like my list so it's fine all right just a different name so i figured it, based, yeah, a lot of these things are based on a true story anyway it's so. true exactly um so yes counter reese he plays a compulsive gambler and he's in a lot of trouble and he gets hired it's kind of like bad news bears in a way where he gets hired by a by somebody else to coach a inner city um little league team and uh Michael B. Jordan, a young Michael B. Jordan's actually in this movie, and uh, these kids—they're—they're, they're, you know, they a lot of them live in the ghetto. It's—it's it's a rough Chicago neighborhood that they live in, and uh, he kind of like takes them under their wing, teaches them the finer finer points of baseball, and they do well. I mean, th- they're not a terrible group of athletes. It's not like comically bad, but they—they need some fine tuning, and um, he wants nothing to do with it. He's just in it for the money. But then, like he, you know, he gets to know the kids. He has a change of heart. Um, he was on a terrible gambling losing streak. I mean, he old money to all these like gangsters. He goes on a he date with a... one of their moms. <laughs> he doesn't. He dates their teacher though. Oh, okay, close <laughs> enough. It's, that's a trope um, of this. Exactly. Um, he uh, hits a big bet, and he's able to pay everything off. And he, his plan is to continue gambling. And since he has enough money, he decides not to coach the team anymore. But then he has another change of heart. And, like, it's the best part of the movie for me. He takes them all to, like, their first Major League Baseball game. So it's like he takes a whole group of kids into the stadium. It's a Cubs-White Sox game. They see Sammy Sosa. And they're, like, so all super happy and really excited. It's probably more grass they've seen than any other f- field in, like, their entire lives. So 
now that's a really cool uh moment and there's a it's a this movie there's some tragic scenes in it i'm not going to spoil it but um yeah definitely check that one out too hardball keanu reeves connor o'neill I feel like more of that movie's coming back to me as you describe it. I guess I've watched more than 20 minutes of it. Yeah, it's an early 2000s yeah. movie, I believe. I remember the, doesn't he bet on basketball? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. It's a Bulls-Heat game yeah, Bulls, that he, like, yep. yeah, he, mm-hmm. he, he hits on later on. It's a lot of Chicago-based. Yeah. Giants are on the clock. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Live update. Um, all right, that was my number four. Joe, what's your number three, bud? My number three is possibly going to be a table, but my number three is Mickey Goldmill from Rocky. Table it. Okay. Okay. Well, we don't have the same list, Corey. The streak no, is over. No, but if we still have the same, like, five, it's still going to be pretty fucking impressive. Let's find Which out now. Technically, we'll, f- we'll find out yeah. right now. Corey, what's number three, man? Uh, Jimmy McGinty, The Replacements. Ah, oh, the bubbled. The dream is dead. Unbelievable. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, Jimmy McGinty from The Replacements, I, as far as, like, especially what you were going to be nitpicky about, that is all that this man does. He took a bunch of people who didn't know how to play football and made them know how to play football. They know how to play football. Well, (laughs) A lot of them are former football football players. players. Yeah, but, like... (laughs) They're replacement players. Yeah, they're replacement players, but, like, one of them's a cop, one of them can't catch a ball, one of them... I mean, outside of Falco, like, <laughs> one of them's a, a literal soccer player, a football player, as in European football player. And he kicks. Team, that's right? that's yeah. com- that's fairly common. I mean. It is, it, no, it most, cer- it most certainly <laughs> Happens is. Happens in necessary you're, roughness. You're right. You're absolutely with the, yeah, right. Yeah, with the girl. Yep. <laughs> I mean, it's also a smart play. Those guys can kick a, yeah. a soccer ball miles. They sure can. And straight. I was, uh, yeah, I was at, I was uh, out having um, a drink for one of my co-teachers birthdays yesterday and the soccer game was on at the bar we were all at and I forgot how far a goalie can like boot it down the field oh yeah from there like it's wild it's wild how far they get that ball to fly like a soccer goalie could probably be an NFL punter easily Easily. for sure it's like to the point where I'm surprised more teams don't try it like, hey, you're kind of towards the end of your career. Don't want to play 90 minutes anymore. Don't, Come punch for us. Don't get paid more money. I don't know how much soccer players make. I could be entirely wrong. They, they, I think they're the highest paid athletes on the planet outside of boxers. I feel like, I feel like baseball is the hot, but I, I'm not sure how. I don't know. It's like because it, it's the, the exchange rate, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're yeah. not. it's not in the U.S. Like worldwide. Yeah, yeah, it's not, it's it, not the, U.S. Yeah. soccer players. Yeah. But it's also, it's also, I know you could also break it down to like, by game, right? Like baseball players are paid an exorbitant amount of money, but they also play a lot of games. 162. That's true. Yeah, so- soccer players play not as many yeah. games. Well, I would think so, of the baseball pitcher then. The starting pitcher probably makes the most breaking it down by position. Pitch one every five yeah. games. Max 35 starts, yeah. right? Yeah, for sure. For sure. So Jamie McGinty. So. <laughs> yes. Uh I I think that he's I mean, I don't think he's definitely an amalgam of a bunch of historically famous coaches. Just the way that he carries himself, the way that he's dressed, the way that he looks. He's definitely supposed to be a bunch of like well-known coaches, um, which is kind of fun to try to like pick apart. Like, oh, does he wear that hat to look like this guy? Does he 
hold his playbook to look like that. You know, it's fun. Um, the team that he coaches is rough around the edges. They come together and start playing really, really well. And they end up playing better as replacements, not with the original professional that's supposed to be on that team. And as far as, like, he doesn't necessarily give the best, like, hype up right before the big game speech in cinema history. It's very good, though. I mean, it is. Oh, it's, it's absolutely very good. It's not, it, but it's not the best that, that, that's out there. But the, 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 his conversation that he has at the end of the game makes it for me. I love his, I love his, like, narration at the end of the game. That gets me, like, that gives me goosebumps every time I hear it. Oh, man. I'm getting, I literally just got goosebumps thinking about it. I guess my. All they had was a locker to clean out and a cab to catch. Oh. <laughs> my, uh, my main knock with Jimmy McGinty, I did think about Jimmy McGinty. Um, this is a small body of work. It's, mm-hmm. it's what, it's three games? They, lo- they lose it's the first four one. Games? Four games. They lose the first one and they win the next three, get into the playoffs. Then that's it. So it was just, yeah, the body of work just wasn't there compared to the other guys on the list. For me, that's for, for me. It was like the the illegal moves, like the the glue on Clifford Franklin's hands. The <laughs> what is the? It's not grounding, but it's whenever he throws the ball out of bounds at the. I don't know. He he organizes some unorthodox yeah, it, things that you can't really do in football. So he bubbled. Yeah, it kept him out of my five. I mean, he has Shane Falco on the on the onside kick recovery also that, team. Yes. Also what? also questionable. It's <laughs> your only healthy quarterback. It's your only person who can throw the football. Literally. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, they they definitely did a number of things in that movie for the sake of like the drama. Oh yeah, or, or comedy. Or the com- and and the comedy yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Yeah, so. All right. Fair pick. Yeah, good choice. I still like it. Fair enough, fair enough. All right. Brings us to my number three, and that is Lou Brown from Major League. That is a table. Okay. All right. Joe, what's number two? My number two is, you know him as Mr., but Hideo Midagi, Miyagi from uh, that's, the Karate That's a table. Okay. That's a table. Nice. I, okay. God, I butchered his name. <laughs> I was gonna say Mister. One of the yeah, yeah, no. my turn. I wanted I wanted to show off. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. Corey, number two. Uh, the slight table. It's only a baby table from earlier. Uh, Mickey from Rocky. Okay. okay. Yeah. I barely barely uh, barely tabled. I uh, man, it's. I almost wanted to like. I almost considered putting Apollo Creed on the list and not putting Mickey in. But I was like, I can't. I, I can't not. I, I thought about putting Mickey them both is, briefly. Yeah, I, I definitely knew I couldn't. I don't. There's not enough room with a five-person list to put both of Rocky's mm-hmm. trainers on Multiple here. from a franchise is tough with a top it five. Is. Yeah, it's it's not. It's it's hard. Um, so that being said, Mickey was the right choice, in in my opinion. It's the OG. Yeah, the, it's the OG. It's it's the man that got him, got him to where he was. Again, complex and fairly flawed characters we find out in rocky three that he's been rigging the fights like, whoa 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 whoa, whoa. <laughs> the fights aren't rigged he's been getting not he's, quite the top opponents he's choosing opponents yes. for rocky that he knows rocky can beat 
They're not fixed, though. We, we can't. Potato, <laughs> potato. He's, no, 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 no. actually no, no, being no. a good manager in that. <laughs> yeah, aspect. that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you don't want to embarrass your your guy. Exactly. Guy shouldn't be holding the title if he's going to get embarrassed. Well, he won. I... We won it fair and square. Yeah. <laughs> uh, regardless, I I don't think that's the most. Uh, I don't think that was the best move. I think it, it came. I mean, it, it, it certainly didn't work out. It all came crashing down pretty horribly, which led to a pretty awesome Rocky movie. In fairness, Clever Lang is fucking an awesome, I mean, awesome fight. We'll, we'll get to this, but my my knock on Mickey and you guys know how much I love the Rocky movies. Mm-hmm. And Rocky Two is my favorite Rocky movie out of all of them. Mm-hmm. His strategy in Rocky Two is terrible, <laughs> terrible. He has Rocky switch to fighting right-handed, and then his ultimate plan is to switch back. And Rocky loses probably 13 out of the 15 rounds fighting right-handed. Then at the end, he's like, oh, yeah, by the way, switch now to Southpaw, will ya? And Rocky's like, no, 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 I'm not going to do it. Like, come on. Like, <laughs> He literally is asking you. He's do- getting, if Rocky eventually does switch, and he does yeah. win the fight, maybe switch it up throughout the fight. Maybe <laughs> every third round you go lefty. Odd, really? odd number I mean, rounds it, you go southpaw. <laughs> even number. Maybe. I mean, hey, hey Rock, if we've lost the first seven rounds. Maybe we should switch to southpaw. Yeah, yeah let's, let's see, what, see what happens. I got him where I want him. It's, it's mind-boggling. I love the movie, and I I love that fight. That's probably my favorite fight out of all of them. But that is a horse crap strategy. It's so bad. Yeah. <laughs> What's he thinking there? <laughs> totally fair. However, he did take. A guy who was just taking professional beatings and turned him into a real boxer. Which is why he's my number three. Yes. No. Fair enough. I make a great character. One of my favorite movie characters ever. But that's a flawed, flawed, <laughs> flawed strategy in Rocky II. Absolutely. Very fair. Definitely is. Very fair. Definitely is. Did not weigh as heavy into my consideration as it did for other people. Myself. <laughs> yes. I meant other people like other coaches. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. All right. So, so your number two we're on, Matt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Joe, did you give your number two? Yeah, that's Mr. Miyagi. Oh, that's right. I just didn't write it down. My bust. You were excited. That's where the table's happening. Yes. Yeah. Okay. A lot of tables today. I like it. Okay. I have a feeling there might be. So my number two is in fact Apollo Creed. <laughs> Okay. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Nice. So <laughs> awesome. It is tough to two from a franchise, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is. And from a coaching perspective, he nails it. I think it's if if you could make a very strong yeah. argument. Yeah, for number one. If, if I was flip flopping one and two for like for like the longest not, time. But not even him being number one, just him being better than Mickey. Like, I, think I, I, think a, yeah, yeah. I think he is. I think it's a, a more, fair argument. It's a more impressive coaching maneuver, taking a guy who's been fighting one way his entire life, a toe-to-toe boxer that can just withstand a lot of punishment and then and then knock somebody out at the end, to breaking them totally down, slimming them down, making them fast, making them a puncher and a chaser. It's like it's it's incredible. He changes Rocky's entire fighting style. And for the two fights you get with Mickey, the two main fights, they go 15 rounds he knocks clubber lang out in round three <laughs> and changes his whole style around and after rocky lost and a comeback at 34 they even say the odds are astronomical and it's, it's just a brilliant 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 job of coaching i think it's the and, greatest coach match game ever in a sports movie ever 
Yeah, and I mean, I think that part of that is is the fact that like Clubber Lang, Clubber Lang's style was Rocky's style. Like they were both just we're gonna stand there and punch each other as hard as we can until one of us falls down. So, and, and why did Rocky not win in in the first fight? Because Apollo Creed was able to duck dodge and get out of the way. Like it, it's it, get, teaching a guy who can still take punches to move around smart. Because guess what? If something lands, guess what? you're still taking all the punishment. You're just not taking as much of it necessarily. It's it, a great strategy. It's a similar style, Clubber Lang's Rockies, but the whole thing with Clubber and the brilliant part of Apollo's strategy is Clubber probably has never been in a fight longer than probably five rounds. He doesn't have the endurance. Right? Yep. No, he just yeah. knocks people out right away. So it, what's what's crazy is... From a movie standpoint, this fight probably should have went seven or eight rounds to tire Clubber out, but it only goes three. But Rocky's just like jabbing and jabbing and jabbing and moving around and making Chubber swing and miss all the time. Tires him out so quickly. Beautiful. Uh, Chubber. <laughs> Chubber. Chubber length. <laughs> I mean, that is, I mean, from a boxing standpoint, it, it you lose, or really any type of fighting standpoint, you lose way more energy not landing a punch than you do landing one. It's staggering, like, the stats on how much more energy you expend by missing. Well, because you've got the follow-through. When you when you connect, you're just stopping when you hit the dude. Well, yeah, and I mean, like, there's, like, well, you have to pull back. You have to pull back f- further. You have to, like, yeah. reshift your weight so that you don't literally fall over from going forward. When you when you make contact, you, you're you still stable. Um, I teach my wrestling kids that all the time i'm like you are going to use less energy if you get to the leg than if you miss if you miss the leg it's it's over like you might stop punching each other (laughs) i mean i i have i do have to tell them to not punch each other that's important that's an important thing to know especially in a sport where you can't punch each other like wrestling but that's that's neither here nor there the the historical boxing comparison would be the ali george foreman fight where Ali just kind of like hung out on the ropes and George just kept punching and punching and punching and Ali just kept like putting his arms up and Foreman was like totally wiped out like within five, six rounds and Ali was just able to pummel him. So that's it. That's what they did. They made Clubber punch himself out and then Rocky came in with the KO. Beautiful, beautiful job by Apollo Creed. Absolutely. I almost put Rocky on the list too for like managing Creed. Creed. Yeah, Yeah, like there's a lot of guys you can like pick. He's he's the one person yeah, this, who's done it. He's done it twice in those movies because he did Tommy Gunn and Creed. That's right. And Tom, he turned that. Tommy Gunn into uh, Rocky's robot. Yep. <laughs> All right, cool. Love talking about the Rocky movies. All we right, don't do now, it enough. No, we do. We don't. Not nearly enough. <laughs> we should throw somehow shoehorn Rocky into every list that we do. Top five Rocky movies. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's only, we should all it's only probably one that, have. Yeah, I know it should be left out. <laughs> If you're including the Creed franchise, the list gets a little different. But... Yeah, possibly the yeah. order will be different for all of us, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah. But all right, it's that time. We're at the round of one. Round of ones. Joe, tell us about Lou Brown. I'll tell you about Lou Brown. <laughs> He's the manager of the Cleveland Indians in Major League. He works at a tire place and gets the. Fu- he's he's hilarious. He's very even keel, and he is that. Did did you just guess that? And he just went right into no, it. That was a table. Before. Yeah. Oh, okay. I got it. Okay. <laughs> But uh, I lost my train of thought. But yeah, he has to. I'm so sorry. It's okay. He has to take a team that was assembled to be the worst team possible. Yes. And turn them in, and he turns them into winners. It's wildly, 
It's wildly impressive. It is. That team is assembled to lose, and not only lose, lose so badly that fans stop showing up. I mean... And they almost got away with it, if not for Lou we, Brown. We've all root for sports teams that have had dry spells that were, where they haven't won in a while, and fans still show up to the games. Like That's just like a thing people like to do, but they... They, uh, uh, the, the owner almost succeeds into creating a team where like the attendance is so bad because they're all no-name players. But except there is Roger some talent, Dorn. except for Roger Dorn, who's just high-priced. Yeah, high <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a calming influence of Lou Brown. He gets the most out of his talent. Um, through the coaching job he does, I mean, he figures out Rick Vaughn can't see. He gets some glasses, like easy fix, boom. Nice velocity. Teach the kids <laughs> some control before he kills someone. <laughs> He motivates Roger Dorn to, like, block a ball at third. Like, take it off his body instead of that yeah. Olay bullshit, right? He's got that old that old school mentality. He's like, every time you tank a ball, you're going to do 40 sit-ups. And he teaches Willie Mays Hayes to not hit it on the air. Exactly. Yep. Willie Mays Hayes is a guy off the street, by the way. He's not even yeah. invited. <laughs> Just kind of shows Shit. up and Am gets a job. already? We're ready. <laughs> Get this guy a uniform. So Get this guy a uniform. <laughs> So good, Ed. Nothing bad to say about Lou Brown. And he, at first, he doesn't even want the job. Yeah. He gets offered the job. Oh, goes, I don't oh, know. I don't know. <laughs> Let me call you back. Yeah. I had a guy on the guy on the line ask me about some white walls. <laughs> <laughs> That's a really funny movie, man. Yeah, I love that is. movie. Ah, uh, yeah. I, I can't hammer holes in Lou Brown. Uh, that he was vying for number one. Also, it, that that's a great because that's over the mm-hmm. course of a whole season. Exactly. That's, a, guess, that's 182 games or whatever he had. To, 62. 162. Sorry. That's okay. Uh, they won the division for the first time. He, even though it's Jake Taylor's idea, he actually okay's it to try that little league play where you have a runner from second steal third and bunt, and the runner mm-hmm. from the runner continues around, and it was Willie Mays Hayes and uh, Taylor beat out the bunt. That's that scene was one of the ones I watched for this. Still like chokes me up. Still, still like really, really. Gets I love me. it. Because the third baseman. Oh shit! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like so subtle. Like it's like unexpected. Comes charging in, makes the great throw. The it's in super. Yep, it's it's in super slow mo. Um, and the, I love the home plate umpire. And I love Bob Euchre's call. Yeah. Bob Euchre's call. The Indians win it. The yeah. Indians win it. Oh my God! The Indians win it. And they're just so happy in the booth. It's like the happiest sports scene. It is. Yeah, the entire There's, town of Cleveland embrace yes. each other at that moment. Exactly, including janitor from Scrubs. Yeah, he's in that bar. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> Neil Flynn. Hmm. I love that movie. I yeah. I might watch it again very soon. Nothing bad to say about Lou Brown. Excellent selection. Thank you. All and Corey, right. tell us about your number one. My number one is Gordon Bombay from the Mighty Ducks. He. he I'm surprised this didn't make any he other list. Bubbled for me. There's a reason, but I'm gonna let you talk about it first. Um. When I think of fictional sports movies, I guess I go back to like one of the first ones I ever really loved, and it was The Mighty Ducks. And it's a guy who was like a rich lawyer douchebag, and then all of a sudden he starts having to care about kids, and he's like coaching this like group of misfits who barely know how to play hockey to actually know how to play hockey. Like, I it's just a fun, loving story. Like, it's a heartwarming story. Great movie. And I get it. Love it. Yeah, I think you get laws of diminishing returns as you continue to watch watch Gordon Bombay as a coach of the Mighty Ducks, like, through the franchise. But if we just take the original Mighty Ducks on its own, 
he's a phenomenal coach. He teaches kids who don't know how to play hockey how to play hockey. He, 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 he takes kids off the streets who definitely have never played hockey before. And we're like, well, hope, your skills will translate. We'll be all right. They're they're an established team. They're terrible when he when he joins uh, when he joins the ranks. But they, but they they do play. Um, here's my issue with Gordon Bombay, and I love the Mighty Ducks. I'm watching the show right now. It's episode five or six dropped this morning. I watched it, and it's when the original Ducks like make the, as adults make their return. So it's, it's it's pretty cool. I watched Mighty Ducks three. Even though Bombay's not the coach in that, I just happened to turn it on this week. Um, Bombay hates hockey; he doesn't like kids. Terrible introduction. <laughs> uh, they only start to play well when Hans tells Gordon they redrew the district lines. You would have been a duck, and he gets to get Adam Banks from the Hawks to the Ducks. That's the only mm-hmm. reason they're actually like competitive at that point. They definitely they go from suck to stink, and then when Adam Banks joins the team, they're able to. Um, elevate into like a championship level. They do win the title game without Banks for most of it, which is which is impressive. And I do like the gimmicky tricks that Gordon comes up with, like the Statue of Liberty, Liberty play with Fulton Reed. Corey, you're a big hockey fan. The Flying V is a terrible play. It would never work. It's an awful <laughs> play. You know what? I think one of my favorite things, and I, I we talk about it a lot pers- like amongst ourselves, I once live tweeted a rewatch of Mighty Ducks 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, and about how like how bad like I I was just shitting on it for like two hours. One of the one of the best parts of Mighty Ducks Two is that they try the flying V, and the other team just comes like skating straight into them, yeah, and just like wrecks the flying V. I'm like, thank you. This is the best thing you've done. This movie is proof that the flying V is a terrible idea. All that you've done is make a five on one the other way. Five on O. Oh. <laughs> five on O. Oh. Uh, I guess yeah. I guess yeah. Five on O. Oh. Yeah, you don't count the goalie there. Um, I guess that's true. Like, what's the goalie might as well just leave? Just be like, yo, here's the net. Like, have fun. Like, have at it, boys. What's crazy? To, and another thing about the all right. So if you break it down by the movie one and movie two, I mean, movie two, Gordon gets a little full of himself. The team actually, the, twi- the team quits on him twice. They quits. He, they quit on him in the first movie and the second movie at like varying different points. Yes, they they win in both of them, and I guess that is the ultimate goal, which which is great. But I don't like in uh, the first movie where he teaches them how to take dives and take. I balls. hate that. That's the oh, that's yeah. the that's, that's the point weird. I was gonna make. Like that ruins it for me. He can't make my list. Yeah, yeah it's it's it, too many like too many checks in the loss column for for, yeah. for me with that. I I I took this list literal, like their coaching ability, coaching styles. I love him as a character, and I love the movie. I, I just I just couldn't do yeah, it. That part just puts a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah. And that's totally fair. I think that for me, it was it, it was making a list based off of the complexity of the characters and the flaws within the characters. I, I take the bad with the good, and like I don't want to just see you know it's the same reason I'm not a big fa- I'm, I'm not a big Captain America fan. I don't like Boy Scouts. I, I want characters with some dark and some rough around the edge. Coach Dirty. I mean, not, I, I know I'm um, kidding. Yeah, I know. but to an extent, like I if if a guy coaches does some dirty shit it's like all right if you ain't cheating you ain't trying right if you're a bad team if you ain't cheating you ain't trying like I, I get that i don't agree with it it's not good sportsmanship but like that's the type of complexity in a character that i think that i appreciate i guess is the what is, is the best he certainly got an arc is the best way to put it sure Great does point sure does, sure does. Yeah. him showing up in the limo being like i don't want to do this is like it's court ordered right yeah. And all of a sudden, these quack, 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 quack Mr. Ducksworth. 
Yeah. Yeah. Was it drunk and disorderly or was it drink, drinking and driving? Drinking and driving. Drinking and driving. Okay. Yeah. I just realized I don't have any bubbles for this. It's just, it's just oh, wow. my five, five. Just select two of your ten that didn't make number five. Yeah, and I'll tell you why yeah, they didn't make make my five. But uh, I thought I'll wrap it up for Gordon Bombay. My number one is a table from earlier. And that's Mr. Miyagi. Um, yeah, it is. I, flip. I was having such a hard time. I was honestly really worried that Chubbs was gonna get like, that's not a coach. He's a coach. So I didn't. I didn't put Mr. Miyagi on my list, but Mr. Miyagi probably belongs on my list. He's a sensei. He's essentially yeah, yeah. the same as like yeah. he's the equivalent mm-hmm. to Mickey and Apollo from from like yeah. a boxing standpoint. But uh, Mr. Miyagi makes my list because not only does he coach Daniel on the karate mat for a tournament, he coaches him in life. He de- he develops a friendship with this kid that is lost and definitely needs a friend at this point. He's in a his father life. figure. And Miyagi needs this kid in his life also. And he does have a tragic past that they do, like, go into. From an acting standpoint, I think this is the finest acting job of anybody we uh, mentioned on this list. He actually got nominated oh, so good. Yeah. By, by, uh, for Best Supporting Actor for this. And that one Oscar scene where he's drunk and he's uh, has, like, the newspaper clipping out and the Daniel kind of puts him to bed or whatever. And that's such a great moment. It's incredible. It's, it yeah. makes me te- tear up when... He puts Mr. Miyagi to bed and bows to him anyway. Like, he still has respect for him. But even though he has a dark, tragic thing in his past, he he respects him for it anyway. And Daniel winds up winning the tournament. He heals him, right? That's great. Yeah. He does the clap, rubs his hands together, heals his, his leg. He's the only coach we're talking about with, like, mystical powers. Exactly. Of he and also prior to that, he tells Daniel, "You proved what you had to prove. You don't have to fight anymore." And Daniel kind of talks him into it. So he's not like an overbearing. No, you have to do it this way. He he kind of goes, "Okay, yeah, you're right. Let's 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 try this out." So, Mr. Miyagi does it for uh, four Karate Kid movies. Also, like I looked at their whole body of work, and uh, Pat Morita, the actor that plays him, does a great job in all of them. Although the movies get worse as they go along. As these things all I've never do. seen the fourth one. The next Karate Kid with Hilary Swank. Is that that's Hillary the, Swank? That's the fourth one. Yes. Wow. Okay. I've, yeah. I also don't remember the second one because the third one's over the top and ridiculous, and the first yeah. one obviously everyone remembers. The second one, they go to Okinawa. Yeah, I like the second mm-hmm. one. Or Okina- the second one has a, yeah. has uh, is it? Yeah, I think it's Okinawa. Yeah, I I, I think I'm pretty sure they go to Miyagi's home take country your word for it. and. Uh, yeah, and like they kind of help out um, Miyagi's town, and they, he has a rival back in his old country who has a student also. And uh, yes, it is Okinawa, yeah. by the way. All right, cool. Google has just confirmed it. Awesome, good job. Google. Um, yeah. Also, didn't one of us? Oh, I guess one of us is not there yet. Never mind. Yeah, Joe, watch the second one before we continue on in Cobra Kai. Yes, please. Yeah, all right. I could. And the third one. Watch the third one also. I mostly remember the third one with the Terry Silver. You right, watch the third name? one just because it's just because just because it's insane for the unintentional comedy aspect okay. of it. But Joe, why do you love Mr. Miyagi so much? Uh, most of the things that you said, he steps in. He teaches Daniel not only karate but in life. And also, Daniel doesn't know anything about karate before he no. meets Mr. Zero. Miyagi. <laughs> so he takes a student from actual zero to winning the championship against Johnny Lawrence. It's true. Just crazy. Yes. And he can fix I, sinks. He can do everything. That's right. He's a Mr. Fix-It. The, the, the training method is... Incredible. Yeah, we haven't even talked incredible. about that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, right? Like, Basic chores. 
paint and, and I mean, you're far enough in Cobra Kai where you seen him start to do this, right? Like that's like season one. Yeah, show me his hand on the is. floor. Yeah. But like, kicks Nikolai. It, it only it like it legitimately would only work that like I can't imagine that that method working now. But when you apply it, it does make perfect sense. Like, I don't know how well it would work in reality. I, I won't. Muscle, speak I mean, to muscle that. memory is a thing, so it would yeah, work to sure. some degree. You might have to slightly alter the uh, the method, but you could teach somebody to do that. But the problem, the the, the, the ultimate face. problem is. The the ultimate problem with like paint the fence is that like when you're painting a fence like the brush is is providing resistance against the hand, so it's like, like you weight may training. yeah, but you may fling your wrist too fast. Like it, it it's hmm. there, there's risks involved in training this way. It's an interesting way to train, and I love it. But it's there there are risks involved. It's not as simple as like wearing ankle weights as a basketball player and then taking them off before practice. Well, it's, it's repetition to develop muscle memory, right? That's, that's, that's yeah, the goal that's there. Fair. There are a lot of variables. It's not a hundred percent accurate, but it's cool. I wasn't a martial artist as yeah, a kid. I didn't I mean, take I was, any karate lessons. Good. <laughs> I, 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 that's, that's not, not something I was into. Love the movie though. It is pretty much a ripoff of the Rocky movie, same director and everything, but, uh, is it really? it, it's, yeah, it's it's fine though. And another cool thing about Mr. Miyagi, they show up to the tournament. Mr. Miyagi does not know the rules, and it doesn't matter. <laughs> Still coaches him to a championship. Oh, that's true. He's like, fight for life, not for points. <laughs> I don't understand. So good. Yeah. There's a bunch of there's a bunch because they're the um, they're the same director. Like there was a there's a bunch of fun facts about like the song choices. Yeah, best of the best was supposed to be Rocky Three. Yeah, and then they they chose a get like I guess they. I of the tiger was better. I of the tiger, yeah, I of the tiger was better, yeah. so they gave that to Rocky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the movie that had a shot at winning an Academy Award. So it's like I, you know, those those type of fun facts are always cool yeah. too. Sorry guys, one second. It's okay. The Giants just pick again. Like what's happening? You pull up the email. I, what's happening? I get uh, text messages uh, because the Giants do anything, and I'm like. Gettleman Jr. over here, so. All right. <laughs> All right, That's so I guess. Sorry. <laughs> uh, that'll wrap it up for the uh, round of five. Should I do the email after the madness or before the madness? What do uh, you I guess do it at the end, right? We do it at the end. Generally. Yeah. All right, yeah, we'll, I'll, I'll do it at the end. So. All right, so now that our personal top five lists have been revealed, the madness can begin. We're going to spin a digital wheel on my cell phone to determine... uh, (laughs) Pictured here. Exactly. To determine which five movies will make our definitive list. Each of us have the right to veto a selection that we disagree with. However, prior to the show, we have each protected a selection from our own individual list. These selections cannot be vetoed. If a veto attempt is made on a protected film or character in this case, that veto is thrown out and that person loses their one veto for the entire show. So, good thing I wrote that down because I butcher it every single time. (laughs) Maybe I'll write it down one time. Without further ado, let me pull up the wheel here. Let me make sure my volume's low. Okay, I think we're good. Let's find out. Make sure it's on. Yep. Oh, no. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, okay. 
All right, the spin is in. First selection is a Joe three. That is a Mickey Goldmill. Mickey Goldmill. I have no issue there. Good, Corey. I made your list too. Absolutely. Okay. Yes, I did. Made my list. I'm good. All right. Next spin. Corey five. Chubbs Peterson. I'll allow it. I got no issue. <laughs> I'll allow it. Okay. Um, next spin. Matt four, which was Connor O'Neill. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I haven't seen it, but you talked highly of the movie, so I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna veto it. All right. All right. Well, hopefully, we got some ones and twos on here, guys. Let's yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> um, we got a two. Next fit would be Matt Five, which is Frank Frank Campana. I mean, All right, I'm not... I'll I'll veto that one. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'll I'll veto that one. All right. Okay. I'd rather veto your so... five than your four. Yeah. All right. So that's three in. All right. So potentially two more spins. Let's see. Uh, Matt Three, which is Lou Brown, which would be also Joe's one. Absolutely no issue with that. All right. So one, two, three, four. I can't veto that. No. <laughs> Not Lou Brown. <laughs> and it's the only one I didn't next want. Next spin. Corey number two, which was Mickey uh, Goldmill, already on the Mickey, list. So he's already on. Yep. And we got. be so sad if Mr. Miyagi doesn't get on here. Joe one, which is Lou Brown. All right, keep going. Build the here drama. Really, really drag this out. Corey one, Gordon Bombay. Did you protect it? I did not. I was going to veto it. I feel like you should veto it before you ask if you protected it. <laughs> he answered. <laughs> Bold strategy. It was going to be a veto. I, listen, it was going to be a veto either way. He was going to veto. Like, I know. Either, I was just, it's, he was going to add. It's, it's, the fifth, it's the fifth one. So it's, it's it, the it, last, it had to happen. It's the last one. And yeah. If, I'm fine with if, it. I'm, if I'm, my I'm, number I'm one was selected ahead of it, I would let it slide. But I really want Mr. Miyagi or Apollo Creed on the list. So. Uh, sure, I just feel I'm like I just J- feel like for, the order of Jimmy operations McGinty. should be different. Absolutely, absolutely. It was a bold strategy. It worked <laughs> out for me. <laughs> Going back to dodgeball, which we referenced earlier. Exactly, and that's Matt Two, which is Apollo Creed. Joe, right. you're the only one left with the veto. <sighs> no. No. Okay. Fine with really? it. Going back, I, right. going back, I wish I'd uh, vetoed Keanu, but it's fine. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think Chubbs Peterson was protected, so <laughs> I kind of stayed away from that one. No, it wasn't? Do you want to reveal your protects? Because we have our five right now. I, pro- I protected Jimmy. Okay. Jimmy McKinty. I protected... I, I, assumed, I assumed he was going to be the one that... If it happened, would uh, be the first uh, one vetoed. I protected Apollo Creed. In my head, I protected okay. Miyagi, so Apollo Creed would have been <laughs> would have been fine anyway. Would have been awkward. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, uh, I did protect Chubbs. Okay, all right, fair enough. Okay, so Miyagi didn't make the list, but otherwise, I think it's pretty solid. Yeah, but everyone knows that Miyagi should make this list. So yeah, for, for sure. That's you know, that's the for yeah. sure for, for the, the way, game we play. For the, the for the way we do it. Yep. That's that's how it. That's, that's the ma- that's the madness, man. Got to roll with the punches. So, uh, um, do you want to order it I or mean, do you want to do the bubble? Knock out. 
Oh, oh we can bubbles. All right, yeah. We, we usually do bubbles earlier, but yeah, we'll do bubbles. Okay. Um, so I didn't write any down, but uh, Gene Hackman's character, Norman Dale in Hoosiers, I originally had of my five. But again, they're a crappy team until Jimmy Chipwood decides to join, and all of a sudden they're good. So, yeah. I mean, I don't think you're doing a lot there. And then I thought, oh, Billy Haywood from the Little Big League. What a great choice. He's a kid. But then I realized he literally keeps his team out of the playoffs because the first baseman is dating his mom and yep. he doesn't like it, and he benches him. <laughs> so, like, they probably would have made the playoffs oh, going def- away. Yeah, they, wouldn't have, they wouldn't have had to play that game. That, that uh, wild card game. game. Yeah. yeah, so I'm like, that's a terrible thing. It is. <laughs> so, yeah, those were like the – the last two that I was vying for there. So. I didn't even think of him. That's like that's a fun choice that doesn't deserve to be on the list. But. I'm thinking like he's like 11 years old and he's yeah. managing a professional baseball that's incredible. team, and they're doing that's that's great. But yeah. he keeps him out of the playoffs out of spite. He doesn't start Wigman enough. <laughs> not not nearly enough. It's no. a great movie. It is such a good movie. What about you guys? My uh, my bubbles were Coach Klein from The Waterboy. Okay. Okay. And uh, Danny O'Shea, Little Giants. I thought of it. I thought of it. It, it was. He had no business making my top five, but like, want to talk that's about such him. a fun movie. Yeah. If he called, I want to at least mention him. If he called the plays, he would have made my list. But he doesn't. It's that it's yeah. another geeky kid. He doesn't call the annexation of Puerto Rico. So like, no, come on, it's a game it. changer. It is a game changer. It is. It's the fumble ruski. <laughs> fumble ruski. Fumble ruski. <laughs> Great movie though. Joe, what was your bubbles? It's a great movie. Uh, we already talked about them. My bubbles were Jimmy McGinty and Gordon Bombay. Oh, very cool, very cool. All right. So let's sort this madness. You got Chubbs, Mickey. I mean, Chubbs. Chub- Connor, Lou Brown, and Apollo Creed. Chubbs is a dual five, so I assume yeah, that that's, that's just where he's going to stay. Either that or Ke- Solo Keanu at five. I would put Chubbs over Keanu because it made multiple lists. And I, th- okay. yeah, and I, I yeah. can't I can't poke a lot of holes in Chubbs' style either. The fact that he's not there for like the last match doesn't really matter. I mean, it's not his fault. It's not his fault. <laughs> so like damn Gator. So Keanu at five is cool. Then yeah, Connor yeah. O'Neill. What's, Connor yep, O'Neill. Connor. I couldn't remember the character name. Yep, Connor O'Neill. Then four would be Chubbs. Chubbs okay. Peterson. Now the hard part. The yeah. harder part. So we got Chubbs. Apollo, we got Mick, and we got Lou Brown. Oof. Yeah. So Lou Brown is a one three. Mickey is a two three. And Apollo is just a solo two. So I think Apollo should be three in that regard, right? I, I agree with that, yeah. Okay. That's cool. Realistically It's a one th- the only one that has uh, the only one that has a one is Lou Brown, so that should probably sit at one. Okay. And Mickey falls into yeah. two. Right. I'm with that. Right, one, three, two, three. I mean, the one should be at one. Yep. So yeah, yep. by you know, by the way, we had our lists. It's close though between one, two, and three. I, I would say if you're just. Uh, oh yeah, if you just throw throwing the, the rankings names on a board. Yeah, throwing yeah, the yeah. rankings out and just like mm-hmm. battling it out. For sure. Yeah. It's all right. There's no wrong choice. No. It's very good. No, there there really isn't in this one. And I mean, I, I'm certainly happy that Mickey's above Apollo because without Mickey, then. Apollo never gets a chance to train Rocky, right? Like that's also true. I, yeah, he's got to put him in the position. Like without the second movie, you don't get the third he's movie. I mean, yeah. that's just what it is. I mean, that's it. Without that's Mick it. Rock's not a fighter. <laughs> you, 
Well, you don't get a Rocky freeze frame ending unless Apollo. <laughs> I mean, well, let's say Apollo. I mean, Rocky fired Mickey or didn't hire him like he planned on and fought by himself. You don't know how he would have done. <laughs> Maybe he actually wins the first fight. Who knows? <laughs> anyway. I can't live in this world. Maybe. Anyway. All right, so... But you don't get cut me, Mick, and then I don't want to live in that world. What's the name of the guy who was Apollo's trainer and trains Rocky in four? That would be Duke. Okay, because Rocky's actually had three pretty good teachers. Tony Tony Duke, I think his name is. Yeah, Tony Tony something. They call him Duke and they call him Tony. And then uh, his son is um, in the Creed movies. Oh, yeah, because he trains uh, Adonis. Uh, Sort of. Kind (laughs) of, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, let me rattle these off, guys. Okay. Top five fictional sports movie coaches. We have, coming at number five, Connor O'Neill from Hardball. Number four, Chubbs Peterson from Happy Gilmore. Number three, Apollo Creed from Rocky Three. Number two, Mickey Goldmill from Rocky One, Two, and Part of Three. <laughs> and lastly, the number one's fictional sports movie coach is Lou Brown from Major League. Major League Two. Yeah, for most of the season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Two guys on the list don't really continue their uh, coaching careers there. Do you think Lou retires at the end of Major League Two and Jake takes over as manager of the Indians? There's really nothing wrong with Lou. He goes back to selling tires. That's what he does. He just say, you know what, Jake, this is your team now. I've I think had there's enough. like, I think there's a power struggle. Like the White Sox fire their manager and hire Jake Taylor. <laughs> That'd be pretty badass. It would be. It's a lot we can do here. I don't remember how Major League Two ends because it's far inferior to it's Major League good. One. It's not that good. <laughs> Although that Parkman is a great character. Oh no, I do remember how Major League. Two ends because it's the same way Major League ends, kind of. No, it's well. It's Vaughn coming out of the bullpen. Vaughn comes out of the bullpen for the top of the ninth. In yeah, yeah, Major but League. in this one, it's the body. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. It's, and it's he, close though. It's close enough. And he and he potentially walks a batter to pitch to their best hitter. Yep. <laughs> Unreal. Lou Brown had nothing to do with that move. <laughs> okay, so for a segment we introduced a couple of episodes ago. We're going to pick a person in our lives that we share the topic with and have them uh, either tell us or email into the show. Joe, what's the email address? 5moviemadness at gmail.com. That's the number five. Very good. Um, and we'll tell them the category and have them email in uh, our the, their, their version of the list. So this is from my friend from work, Lorna. Lorna writes, from a 40-something female's perspective, here's my list for best coach movies. Yeah, she brings that up all the time. She listens to every episode, and her li- she always comes up with her own list. Her lists are always different from our list, only because it's you know different gender, different uh, different age, and she likes a different style of movies than us. Sure, that, yeah. that'll definitely make your list different, especially Ab- the liking different. This makes movies me actually part. really excited about this Absolutely. list. Absolutely. Uh, number five, dodgeball. A coach named Patches gets taken out by a falling sign, and those S and M uniforms are golden. Hell yeah! You you must be daddy. <laughs> Great scene. <laughs> Number four, um, Ed Harris's character from Radio. Remember Radio with Cuba Gooden Jr.? I've never seen Radio, actually. Oh, yeah. Technically, he was a real coach, but, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll give it to you here. And she writes, because the town sucks so much that the coach quits. Now, that's a real coach. Yeah. 
So if you, you haven't seen it, it does. Uh, it, spoilers don't really matter for this. Uh, no, I'm I'm not worried about sports movie spoilers. The co- he's a high school football coach. He takes Radio, who's who's um, uh, a mentally disabled individual that lives around the town, under his wing, and like has him a part of the team. And the town really doesn't like it because they start losing games. So they want the coach to like get rid of Radio, and the coach decides to step away from coaching and good like kind of like take care of Radio like full time. So it's 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 pretty. It's a good movie. Um, number three, Burt Reynolds' character from The Longest Yard, the original. Guess he's player because coach. the others suck. Because the others suck, exactly. <laughs> one that didn't come up, uh, Tom Hanks. Wait, but Burt Reynolds wasn't the coach in the yes, first one. Yes, he was one, player right? coach. I thought Burt. Oh, he's player yep. coach. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Then he has Nate Scarborough. I guess he's technically also a player coach as well. Um, number two, someone didn't come up mm-hmm. that I'm kind of surprised would be uh, a league of their own. Tom Hanks's character, the manager. I, I fu- thought of I him. I thought also. about it. Yeah. Was. Was so worried that it was like I I know that I I know that the team wasn't real. I didn't know if they were like heavily based on real. Characters. I don't think he was a real character. Jimmy Dugan, he wasn't because they make a big deal that he was an actual player. Yes. He had over fifty home runs in one year. Um, yeah, I thought about it. I, I sure did. Yeah, I, yeah, I like yeah, that yeah. movie a lot. And uh, I guess if uh, his flaw is like he like doesn't want to be there for the first half of the movie. I know eventually he th- it does turn yeah, around. He's a good for coach him. for you know the half of the movie. Doesn't know his players' names. <laughs> yeah. And the one scene too. Yeah. There's no crying in baseball scene. Doesn't really work because he does it in the championship game and it costs them a run. <laughs> Then he has that scene where he's like shaking, going like, "Evelyn, that's something I need you to work on in the off season." And and so this like, wait, when you come back next year, you don't do that. And she's like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> anyway, Lorna writes because there's no crying at baseball, and Tom Hanks is awesome. Can't argue there. Uh, number one, Mr. Miyagi from the Karate Kid. Mr. Miyagi rocks, as quoted. What's the matter? You some kind of girl or something? Controversial quote nowadays, but still funny as hell. Bubble Kingpin. Kingpin? Guys mm-hmm. ever see Kingpin? That's pretty good. I love Kingpin. One handed bowling coach oh, yeah. and an Amish guy, Woody Harrelson. Love it. I didn't I didn't think of him as a coach, but I guess that's yeah. fair. Yeah, it would it would have worked out. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good idea. I guess hey, he is the coach, but like he he himself participates in like the championship. What's his name? Match. Roy Munson? Uh, it's Roy something. I think it's Roy I think Munson. It's Munson. Yeah. yeah. I like that one scene too where uh he didn't pay his dues, and he asked he wants to give him like the ring as collateral, and they're like, "What we're we gonna do with the rubber hand?" He goes, "No, the ring." <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. Yeah. And she has, uh, I have a few suggestions for upcoming episodes. Here you go, Eddie Murphy. That laugh gets me every time. Nicholas Cage. I know for a fact my list would be drastically different from the three of you. And she put in parentheses the Sorcerer's Apprentice. Keanu Reeves. Two words. John Wick. Angelina Jolie, she's such a badass. Well, I'm sure we're going to get to those at, uh, at some point. At some point, right? Yeah. I'm down for Nick Cage and Keanu. Nick Cage Reeves. is going to be a nuts know. fucking list. Yeah, that, well, that's he's a nuts fucking I'm actor. So yeah, ready for exactly. that list, though. Uh, thanks for the great podcast. Love listening every week, Lorna. Thank you, Lorna. Thanks, Lorna. And if you want to be like Lorna, you can email at us at fivemoviemadness at gmail.com, The number five. Joe, plug our social media. Uh, it's that email address and at five movie madness on Twitter also with the number five. Corey, do you want to let the people know how they can reach out to you on Twitter? You can reach out to me on Twitter at I am a M city folk soul. 
Uh, I will talk to you about just about anything. Politics, movies, comic books, video games, and other things. I really I like talking to people. So if you want to talk to me, reach out. I got you. Joe, the greatest Twitter handle of all time. Greatest Twitter handle anyone's <laughs> ever seen. Uh, right As of right now, you can be like my third or fourth follower if you hit me up at Juice Clerk. Love it. Uh, yeah, mine, if you want to talk to me about anything, uh, it's at MR underscore Janny, J-A-N-N-Y. And yeah, talk movies, talk sports. The NFL draft's going on as we speak. Round two. It's going to be a little while from now when you hear this episode, so... Yeah. Sure. Probably don't tweet at us about the draft. It might be. I mean, week you can three. if you want, but it might be like week three of the regular season by the time yeah. you ask it. <laughs> Who knows? No, it definitely won't be that far. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, that's gonna do it for this episode of Five Movie Madness. I'm not gonna plug next week's episode because yeah, you Who know, cares? Know. Who cares? No. <laughs> we we do, and you do. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. <laughs>